0: Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Welcome to another episode of Vertical Momentum. If my podcasting career ended today, I would be the happiest man on earth because I actually have one of my favorite people on the planet talking to us and hanging out with us today. Rich brother, thank you for coming in. And hanging out with me today. How are you?
1: I'm well. Can you hear me okay?
0: Oh, I hear you truly. Um, you sound amazing. So what's going on, brother?
1: Uh man, I'm, I've been under the weather. It's like the strangest thing, but it's been, it's been a good lesson in uh, the fact that this is going to sound ridiculous, but I never get sick. So I'm like, I never have to push through anything except, you know, self-inflicted things. So this is kind of one of those things. It's like, am I going to take it easy or am I going to continue to get after it? And the answer is continue to get the freak after it (laughs) always, man, always. So I'm feeling good. Once a
0: Marine, always a Marine. Now I got to ask you a question because our sponsor for today, he's, he is a Marine and he has a a barbecue and a rub sauce. Do you like barbecue and hot sauce?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, his guy came out with it. You're going to love the name of this. His name of his company is simmer Fi. (laughs) <laughs> Fi. Yeah, can- I got it. I
1: got it.
0: Some of the best hot sauce and barbecue sauce. So if you guys are listening, you know barbecue sauce, hot sauce, check out simmerfy and he's also a marine. One thing I love about marines, there's no such thing as an ex-marine. Once you're a marine, you're always a marine. So, talk to us about how you're doing and what's going on in your world and then I want to hop back in the Wayback machine and talk about little rich and what he was like
1: yeah yeah no problem so uh things are going really well so uh right now i am almost in the second full year of a business it's a personal branding agency and also podcasting right now uh is what is the other thing i do and and that's not uh anything i'm making money off of it's 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 more just because i love to do it and we'll, and we'll get into that but uh the personal branding agency thing i mean look like here's here's the real quick story i retired from the marine corps and uh, after 17 years where they were offering early retirement. And I always joke with everyone, um, you know, the Marine Corps doesn't have a recruitment problem. So from time to time, they're just like, you want to get out? I was like, yeah, I'm getting out. Like, no problem. So I uh, took the early retirement and uh, I went to Amazon for a couple of years. It was, I completely, it was, it was for uh, working in a fulfillment center. I was unbelievably unfulfilled it was awful 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 man so uh, i came across this guy uh, his name's gary v on facebook one night when i was just drinking and myself into oblivion yeah I'm he's, like, a friend, he's a friend of the show what's that he's
0: a friend of the show
1: yeah so well so i saw gary and i'm like who's this guy and then i'm like totally turned off until i watched more and more and then i was like he's speaking the truth so i i i um I went to this real estate conference in Los Angeles and uh, that he was going to be speaking at. The only reason I went to Los Angeles, I was in Austin at the time. I go to Los Angeles, see if he's a real deal. I pay the extra money so I can meet him backstage. And dude, it was just like, you know, it was like lightning struck. I was like, okay, like he's legit. Like, all of my vibes were just like, okay, like everything about him is completely real. He's a truth teller. And I, I followed him ever since. So then, uh, I just made sure that I went to a couple more conferences, uh, that he was at. I weaseled my way into getting a trip to New York to go hang out with him, uh, for, uh, you know, it was supposed to be a half hour. I ended up being five minutes. And the next time I got 15 minutes, and then I got him again in June here for about a half hour. So look, um, here's, here's the biggest thing. Uh, it, it, it's not about Gary Vee as much as it is. I realized, um, you know, I was at a point in my life where I was just kind of, uh, you know, a cog in the wheel, so to speak, you know, in the system. And and, you know, I loved serving our country and, and all that good stuff. But look, I didn't go in thinking that patriotically. I went in because I was a punk in high school who needed direction. I ended up staying a lot longer. And then when I got out, it was a rude awakening like it is for many of us. Um, this guy helped me realize there was so much more to me and to what I had to offer to the world than being in a freaking warehouse 16 hours a day. And everything changed. So uh, at that point, uh, you know I started talking to the people around him, making sure they had content. that's how, that was my thank you. And what I stumbled upon was, why aren't like this dude's got content for centuries? like why don't they? And that's how it started, man. like just real, you know, authentic, just unplanned unscripted content and then eventually it turned into literally my number one service
0: okay now let's talk to like you know my my show is just two brothers sitting around having a cup of coffee but bsing that's you know that's what makes me different nick somebody's they just started calling me the joe rogan of gi joe's so (laughs) i guess i'll take that as as a good thing but you know talk about branding you know, like we all know Gary, we all know Gary mm-hmm. wants to buy the New York Jets one day. Yeah. So imagine if one day he came out wearing a, a New York Giants sweater or a shirt, everybody would be like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Aren't you the guy that loves the New York Jets? Yep. You know, kind of like Michael Jordan. I tell everybody, you know, if Michael Jordan came out one day in a press conference wearing Adidas sweats and, and shoes, people would lose their mind because. That's his he is the brand.
1: Yes. So talk to us about being your own brand. So being your own brand, here here's here's the thing. Like a lot of people think that you have to like make this brand. Like Michael Jordan's brand was already intact. He was a relentless just killer, right? Same thing with Kobe, right? Like Mamba mentality. That's my well, boy. I'm a Lakers. Yeah, man. I mean, like, so look, like, I love, I hate that now we're seeing it more than ever. But like, I hate, I love watching some of Kobe's work ethic and his videos and and some of these things about his shootarounds and how he used to be and, and hearing all these stories of people like him and Jerry Rice, who he used to run to the end zone, even during practice, right? Like, these are just people who their brand is already intact. It's just a matter of bringing it to the surface for others to see. Because what happens is people aspire to be people like that and if you are not some supremely talented athlete or comedian or actor or author whatever it is you shouldn't think that you don't have value to add to anyone anyway like of course you do you know you could literally be inspired by another marine because they've seen some things or have been in a little bit longer than you have and they have some knowledge that they could kick to you the whole point is your brand exists whether you like it or not, and it is not something that you actually need to dig deep to work on. It's already there. Now, what people do is they try and compl- uh, complicate it by exaggerating what it is. Like you don't need to do anything special except be consistent. Authenticity is obviously thrown around a lot, all right. In in, in today's day and age, as far as like content creators, podcasting, and all this other stuff be authentic. Number one, you can't call yourself authentic. People will tell you if you're authentic, but the barrier to entry for authenticity is being consistent. Do you host your podcast, you know, weekly or daily or whatever it is like consistently, you know, do you show up every time? Are you consistent on social? Is your message like exactly what you said? Like if he went to Adidas, what would we all think? So are you just consistent? Is your do say ratio high? And That my friend is authenticity. That is consistency, and that is what causes people to guess what, trust you. And if you have people's trust, then away you go with your brand. And, you know, and I
0: love that. and you know like even Gary, you know, um, like I said, I've talked to him a few times. I had the honor and privilege. One of my hats is actually where hanging in his New York office, one of the wounded warrior hats. Nice. But, you know he'll he talks you know, he talks real stuff. And and the one thing that I got, if anything, I've got anything out of Gary was that your legacy will always more, be more valuable than your currency. Yeah. And he's always talking about legacy. Yep. So talk to us a little bit about and, and I know we're jumping everywhere. Yeah, and it's, it's all good. Be, but, you know, because a lot of people need to hear this stuff, you know, talk to us to, you know, a lot of people, they're worried about making that quick dollar. You know, they're not thinking the long game. So talk us about the long, you know, going to the long game. Yeah, man, this is marketing.
1: Absolutely. So, like, this is this is so good to talk about because I am now finally at a place where I really, really like no BS. I love the long game. I know nothing's right around the corner. All I know is this: that compounding efforts your efforts with podcasts, my mine with branding and content creation and other people with their writing or whatever it is that you do and that you actually love to do, if you are automatically put in your head that this is going to take far longer than I imagine and it's probably not going to make me tons and tons of money, you know, unless I continue on longer and longer and longer, then it's it's the greatest mindset to be in because what you're gonna see is everyone around you just jumping all over the place. I mean, I literally just had a client um, reach out to me, and he he's a personal branding client. He's asking me this crazy TV project he wants to do, and you know, of course we have the capability to do it, but is that what I do? No, that's not what I do, and that's not what he does. So I was just like, no you know, I'm trying to stay on brand. And I know that sounds ridiculous. This is not about being formal. Again, this is about being consistent. And if I want to be consistent, if there's anything I learned from being around some of these people and interviewing some of the caliber guests that you have and I have, is that you have to master one thing and be like the king dude or gal at that thing. Like, don't jump all over the place until you've actually mastered something. Otherwise, it's going to be inherently obvious that what you're trying to do is, number one, play the short game and for the and for reasons that aren't going to suit you that well long term. It doesn't matter if you make a ton of money in a very short amount of time because it's not going to last because you didn't incorporate and gather and retain all the skills you're going to need to survive when things are bad. And in real entrepreneurship, it's bad every other day. It could be bad every other hour. It doesn't matter, but your survival skills start to just, you know, really get airtight and bulletproof and then you're just ready. And that is the difference between, I think what, you know, when you look around and you see the people that are kind of sprinting, I'm not saying I take my time, like I move fast, but you could always tell when someone's sprinting and you're just like, that's okay. I'll see you in a while. I'll see you in a while. There's no rush, man. There's no rush.
0: You know, and I think that's a lot of people, you know, I think, especially when it comes down to podcasting, you know, they put a couple episodes out and they're, they think they're going to see hundreds of thousands of downloads and they're seeing crickets, (laughs) but they don't realize that, you know, um, 50% of podcasts out there are dead podcasts, meaning they didn't last eight episodes. Yep. So even if you make that ninth episode, you're beating fifty percent of the people out there. Yep. And eventually, like Gary said, you know, he said his first couple of videos on on Wine Library actually sucked. Yeah. And Nobody watched them. Yep. But then you know, look years later, I guess because he's was considering talk, you know, the the um, playing that long game. So what are your thoughts on you know where podcasting is at, and, and for people that not to quit to keep going? you
1: know what I mean? Yeah. So look, first off, this is so funny. And I know, I know these prospects are never going to listen to this show because they're not in our arena, but these prospects reach out to me. They're like, Rich, you made a video about podcasting. the other day, I felt like you spoke to me from like the universe because I've been thinking about a podcast with my friend, uh, for a year and we haven't acted on it. I'm like, okay, great. You know, And uh, I was like, well, good news. Like, you know, we can set you up and all this other stuff. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit more. So in the following emails, like, you know, I just want to try five episodes out and see how it goes. You know, like, uh, my friend is looking to like, you know, um, uh, gets leads for her business and I'm trying to just increase my personal brand and, and my presence as a thought leader. And this is a great situation for me at, at me rich, because I get to talk to them and educate them because you know what? I think you would do the same thing and that's not take their money. Okay. You would have the honest conversation about exactly what you just said. Which is, you know, eight episodes or more. Like to even to even just kind of get started. So the fact that they were going to try and use a sample size of five was just like, nah, I can't. You know, you can work with someone else if you want, but I can't support you because this is what it looks like. So as far as podcasting itself, what I also told them, and I'm answering your question and their question is this: Apple is now obviously introducing the kind of subscription and the monetization, even though no one asked for it. No one's asking for that. But Apple's like, this is what we're doing. So then Facebook's now obviously experimenting with some kind of audio-only version of, you know, some kind of ripoff of Clubhouse or who knows what. And in order for that to happen, they're already talking about being partners with Apple's Apple's nemesis, Spotify. And there's all kinds of little uh, niche podcast platforms popping up. Uh, One that I really love right now is CastBox what does this all mean? It means podcasting is not going away. Like the creative community is watching, you know, the big players fumble all over themselves to just make things even better for them, or at least to introduce things that they think they want. And as a podcaster or a future podcaster or aspiring podcaster, pay attention to this. This means that what Richard was saying is if you really, really commit to this, you are going to outlast a lot of people lateral to you and your peers. So go after it. Um, and, and as far as like staying consistent with it, I mean, what, what are you going to accomplish in five to 10 episodes? I want to have as many conversations as I can with as many people as I can, because I also, as you would attest to probably learn from the people that you interview. Am I wrong? Well,
0: like I was talking to somebody, I got interviewed and I was on like 10 different, uh, uh, radio stations yesterday, and we were talking about how you know I'm I don't, I only have a ninth grade education, okay. So, but I'm interviewing people like yourself, you know. I'm in, I interviewed Mark Metry, you know, yeah. Steve Sims, you know. These are guys that are making seven, eight, nine figures, and I get the privilege to learn from them. So yeah. I'm getting a free MBA class every single day, and I can ask them whatever I want. Yeah. So where's the downside?
1: Yeah it's 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 look like and here's the thing here here's the real thing, okay like you mentioned the the you know you've, you've been compared kind of to like the Joe Rogan of this space or whatever it may be right That name is synonymous with podcasting, right uh, other names synonymous with podcasting maybe maybe uh, you know Louis How, Andy Priscilla, who knows like there's it, some there's I mean, amazing ones out there.
0: Ed Milet is my guy. I love- Ed
1: Milet. Yeah, man. I'm in the RTA syndicate. So I'm like, I'm I'm going to see him next month. I'm really excited to meet him. You got to
0: mention know. him about, because he's, if it was not for him, I would not be doing what I'm doing now.
1: Really? All right. Uh, let's talk offline. Yeah. I want to, I want to know what you got, what message I could deliver for sure. Yeah. So, so look like, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, these names are, are synonymous with podcasting, but, You can't aspire to be that. And I'm not saying don't dream big. I'm just saying in order to actually monetize, there's a ton of money that goes into it because in order to get your message far and wide, if you already don't have some sort of celebrity to you or have this like unbelievably overflowing cash cow business, then you're going to have to invest. You're going to have to invest a ton of money to get the visibility and the downloads that you want. So look, like, just be patient. Just do exactly what you want and focus on who you can serve through your podcast. Like, I love, and I know you do the same, is to be a conduit in relaying great information. Yeah. If you worry about that, then you're going to find the people who support you long-term, and that's what matters most.
0: You know, and like one, you know, when I when I, when I talked to Gary, I said, um, Gary, the one book that, well, your two books that changed my life was, number one, was The Thank You Economy. Yeah. And Second was, you know, jab, 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 right hook. Yeah. And because it is so prevalent and we're going to talk specifically about LinkedIn because that's where I do most of my work. Yeah. But I'll, you know, like I'll get a friend requ- a connection request and 30 seconds later I get a pitch.
1: Yep. And I'm like,
0: <laughs> so for for 80 or 90% of the people out there, it's hook, 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 then jab. Yes. And then they wonder why they're not, they're only hitting air. So can you please talk about building real relationships?
1: Yes, absolutely. So we, this is something I've been talking about a lot lately. We are incredibly impatient because we have become accustomed to how easily accessible everything we want is. Well, you know what? People's wallets are still pretty freaking hard to get access to unless you're Amazon and you have a retail online store of all the things you could possibly need. Okay. If you are not that, do you really think, do you really think if I just meet you for the first time and I pitch you, if we just connect and I send you something that that's going to be it. I mean, how many touches does it actually take for someone to buy? You know, like people say 22, some people say seven, some people say 15, it doesn't matter. But to have the audacity to actually think that someone's going to take out their wallet and, and, you know, um, buy what you're selling or, you know, it is is just it's rude you know and and look like some people really really like the law of averages and just believe like well if I if I reach out to 100 people today you know one of them's gonna bite and that one blah 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 right So here's the deal when it comes to this and using a platform like LinkedIn, what is the downside to just saying, hey, saw you, liked your content, great post see you around. Why are you in a rush to do anything other than that? Just start having conversations. Like my literal freaking focus this year is more conversations, period. Because I know what having more conversations does. And that helps me get closer to people that I might be able to help or help those people get closer to me. And if they don't need me, they're going to remember and they're going to keep me top of mind when it comes to someone they know who's trying to cultivate a personal brand or start a podcast. And like, yes, of course, in the back of my mind, like there might be the intent to, to, you know, eventually have prospects or, you know, things like that, but I don't go into it and laser focused to do that. I want to make sure I jive with a lot of the people I connect with and no one has the patience to do that.
0: You know, and one thing like for me, um, you know, like when, when I think the difference between me and a lot of podcasts, or you know like today that we're speaking but today is where the relationship just starts yes you know and i want generational relationships that you know that's the way that i believe and and a lot of times i think a lot of podcasters out there would just try to provide value you know like i had um a gentleman on you know rich Devin. of course you know rich yeah Devin.
1: just interviewed him
0: yeah i know and he's an amazing guy
1: amazing but,
0: but if i would have just pitched him and be like hey i got the number eight veteran podcast in the world how would you come on he'd probably look at that text and be like what an asshole you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah but if you know but like if he has a book out or you know like one of my other friends you know he has a book out called the attributes if i say hey you know i, I would love for you to come on and I would love to, you know, get your book out there. I would, that way, I think you're providing more value than you're, you're not asking for anything you're giving. And I think like, you know, the more you give in life and in business, I think the, the law of reciprocity comes back to you, you know?
1: Yeah. I think it's easy to feign interest in someone, right? Like I think that's a really good example. If you're like, Hey, I, this is, I, literally you would be talking about you and, it's, it's almost like you're convincing, trying to convince him that you're worth it, which is a complete turnoff because it sounds actually really self-serving. Yeah. But if you make it about them from the beginning, like, hey, I saw about a new book or, hey, I read a couple chapters or, hey, I saw you on a couple other podcasts. I was fascinated by how you talked about uh, fight, flight or freeze and how freeze is oscillating. You know, what? whatever it is, that's what gets their attention. and And that makes them feel good, right? Like that's literally going to increase the the chances of them saying yes to your request by far. But a lot of people just don't want to do that. They'd rather just spit out the numbers. Um, I think people like you, and I guess I'll venture to say people like me, um, really do try and make it a little bit more personal. You know, I don't copy and paste like requests to people. Like I absolutely personalize them and I'm like, Hey, Oh, and by the way, I love your podcast. I reviewed your podcast, you know, whatever it is. I'm going to make sure that the experience begins at the request, all the way through till when the episode is published.
0: Okay, now because you know, now we're talking podcast and a podcast. <laughs> By the way, Rich, this is fun, and I, I just want to say thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Um, you know, like when I interviewed Steve Sims, um, and, and I know a friend of his, and he's like, "Do not ask him about Elton John. okay i'm not gonna ask about elton john but um i i started you know what happened was i i listened to like almost 100 hours of all his episodes wow we're done because i want to get to know the person and the first question i asked him i said you know tell me about that time you were a 16 year old kid you know being a bricklayer and you know and and being homeless and it, he's like, nobody ever asked me that question. Before. Yes. And, and, and normally, you know, he said, okay, I got 30 minutes. I said, okay, that's great. And then we get to 30 minutes. I'm like, all right, Steve, I know you got a lot to do. He's like, no, we'll hang out a little bit more. Yep. So, you know, it's kind of like it built that relationship because he knew I got into his story. And I, would, and I don't want to ask the questions that everybody else already asked him. Yes. Because <laughs> oh, people, you know, and then he's like, so you're not going to ask me about Elton John. I'm like, no, but you can tell the story if you want.
1: Yeah. So that yeah. is it. If, if you're listening to this, if you like care at all about being a good podcast host, like Richard just said he listened to a hundred episodes or hours or whatever it was. It's like, dude, that's it. Right. So I got Andy Frisella uh, in, in a couple weeks. I've been listening. Yeah. I've been listening to uh, the MFCEO project. Okay. Like I know it's real AF now, but I've been listening from the beginning, only because uh JP Tunnell over at Echelon Front's like, dude, you gotta check this guy out. I was like, okay. So I was no idea who that was. So I'm going to that thing, probably somewhere between 110, 115 episodes listened to by that time, because I listen every time I go to the gym, I listen to that specifically. And I have notes and notes and notes and notes. And just like you, I pick up on these small details that I know, that I know no one followed up on, that I know no one asked. Everyone's gonna ask him about first form. Everyone's gonna ask him about 75 hard. Everyone's gonna ask him about this. Everyone's gonna ask him about Arte. Everyone's it's too easy. No one's willing to put in that work to actually make that person's eyes light up and give them that extra 10 minutes like you got. That's See, the like, whole key. For me,
0: like if I was going to interview Andy, you know, because I, I listened to every episode, by the way, and, and I love all his, you know, his partners and they're, they're like a close knit family. I think Yeah. But my thought would be like, you know, I would say, you know, I would love to know what Andy f- felt like, you know, that week after being shot in the face. Yeah. If he got into a deep, dark, depressive state. Yeah. And what actually got him out of that state. Yep. You know, that's the stuff for me. That's the interesting, interesting stuff. Cause you could find 75 hard anywhere.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. So, so that's, that's the key, man. And look, look, like here, here's the thing, <clears throat> like you, you're not trying to make it a podcast episode. You're trying to make it a conversation. You're trying to be a memory in their mind for the next time they hear you see you or you reach out or anything like that. It's still forming a relationship. So the way you do it, the same way you would do it with a new connection on LinkedIn is the same way you would do it with someone who's a very high elevated status. It doesn't change. And again, man, like if you're consistently like that, I'm telling you, and I know you know this, like things just start happening and and you think it's inexplicable, but it's very explicable and it's just a matter of doing the right thing for the right reasons.
0: Okay. Now I got a question to ask you. This has nothing to do with podcasting. Yeah, hit it. I got you know ADD and I have a traumatic brain injury so if I don't if I don't say something I'll never remember it go ahead in the town that we live in two of our students from Lindhurst High School went to Marshall University Mm -hmm. and they they were some of the players that got killed on them you know when, when we are Marshall yes so talk to us a little bit I mean you don't have to go into very detail but talk to us about the reverence that they have for that team at Marshall
1: um so for Marshall, so I, I didn't go to Marshall. I went to the Marshall school of business at USC. Okay. Yep. So, so yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't be able to comment on that intelligently, to be honest. So you,
0: so you, how did you like going to USC?
1: <laughs>
0: uh, you know, were you like, were you a big, uh, where when did you go there? What years did you
1: go? Um, uh, wow. 2014 to 2016. Okay. So that was way
0: before Mark Sanchez and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: So uh, I think it was, no, I think it was, it was after, it was after. So, so look, this is, this is what I'll say. I went to get a master's because I was like, no one is going to care that I did 17, (coughs) excuse me, that I did 17 years in the Marine Corps, that I was an infantryman and that I ended up flying Hueys. No one's going to care. I was like, I need an MBA. I need an MBA. I didn't want an MBA. I felt like I needed an MBA. I felt like having a degree, having those three letters was going to be game changing for me. And you know what? It ended me up. It ended me, landed me at a job that I was completely miserable at. Now, go ahead.
0: Uh, You know, because now I'll get back to the military a little bit. Um, A lot of guys and gals, you know, when they get out, they're going to start a t-shirt company, hat company, liquor company, coffee company. And six months later, they're $10,000 in debt and don't know what the hell happened. So now when you got out and you got your NBA, you know, and a lot of, I think, veterans, when they go for jobs, you know, and they get their resumes, it is so full of acronyms yeah, that the people that are looking at the resumes just toss it yep. because they don't know what they're looking for. Yep. So when you talk about talk to the veterans that are listening now what they should be doing before they get out of the military and maybe afterwards to help, um, to, to, to fast track to, for progress. For, yep. so they can, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know? Yep. Here's what I would say. If you confuse, you lose. Okay. Meaning if you confuse a hiring manager, if you confuse, you know, the people that you're going to talk to, the people that would look at your resume because you haven't done your due diligence and making sure you translate it into civilian language or anything along those lines, then you're dead in the water. Already. So look, like you are going to quickly find out if you are transitioning that there's a lot of things that you can do, but it's still going to be a bumpy ride. But one of the most important things that you can do is actually take the time to educate yourself on some of the language, you know, of the industry that you want to be in. Make sure you study it. You can't expect people to study the military. Right. You can't expect people to study military acronyms and some of the things that you did and understand what a battalion is or a squadron is or what close air support is. Like you can't, but they probably expect you to do your thing and make sure you prep yourself so you could talk about things and tie them in relevantly to how to what your experience was when you served to how you could transfer that into the industry that you're looking to break into. It's, imperative that you do that and if you think otherwise then like definitely reach out to me but just it doesn't matter what you did i hate to say that like of like thank you for your service everybody and and i'm glad i served too but no one cares on the outside i'm just this is my opinion so i just don't think people care so it's on you a hundred percent to make it happen not the other way around there's no handouts there's no entitlement there's no nothing out here
0: you know, and I love that, you know, like no matter what rank you made, you know, like one of my friends says, you know, once you once your feet hits the ground and you walk off post, the military does not give a shit about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the essentially. doesn't care what rank you ever had. You know, you're, you're now you're just a regular, a regular Joe. Yeah. Now I got to ask you about one of your quotes, because I I love this quote um, and I think it's pretty amazing if some people would just realize this and took this quote to heart. Yeah. I think it changed your whole business. You said it's not who you know; it's who knows you. Yes. You can only deliver maximum value if you maximize your visibility. That's right. So talk to us about that because a lot of people don't realize that sometimes somebody might not know me, but because me and Rich are friends, <laughs> that I they become friends with them. And then so on and so on and so on. Yes. A lot of people think, well, I have to get Michael Jordan to know me. No, but if you can get his uh, personal trainer to know you, if you can get his you know, business manager to know you, then you have a much better chance of getting Michael Jordan
1: to know you. Uh, um, yes. Like you said it. So, so here's the thing. People, people look at networking and, 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 and people just want to collect names Okay, uh, n- names, not relationships, um, and they want to collect names and and just kind of throw people around and be like, oh yeah, I know Richard, so you know, uh, uh, do you know any hiring managers uh, or you know, you guys have got any openings? Like, I'm connected to this guy. Like, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter at all. You know, so what matters is, are you networking without the expectation of getting anything from those people? If you network, so to speak, serving first. Which is something if you're a veteran, you should be used to. If you focus on serving first and helping first, you will become more memorable and your name is gonna start floating around a lot faster than if you just go trying to attach yourself and ride on someone's coattails. That's just not the way it works. So serve first. But you know, it's not who you know. Like there's not anyone you're gonna a name of someone who went to USC that works at a great corporation that I'm going to just be able to reach out to and be like, Hey man, like, you know, I went to USC to fight on, um, you know, talk to me about this project manager position. Like no one cares. But if other people are talking about me, if I'm making content and I got some good reviews or if I got some good recommendations on my LinkedIn or whatever, if people know me and people are talking about me, that's a completely different story. That literally doubles, in my opinion, the opportunities that are going to come your way. Um, so so you, have to, you have to be visible. And I'm not saying you need to live on social media or anything like that. But, but be active if you can be, especially on a platform like LinkedIn where you could make some posts related to what you do. About your expertise, about your transition, about whatever, engage on other people's posts. You know that you find interesting, that are in your industry, that are in your niche. Contribute, 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 and by showing up like that, people are going to start to take notice of you. And then it's who knows you.
0: Okay, so now let's get back into podcasting a little bit. Now, how many how many episodes are do you have? You uh, I think I'm
1: at 108. So yeah, man,
0: 108. So, some of the things you you wish you would have known at episode two. (laughs) Tell me what you've learned and give us a couple uh, golden nuggets. Yeah.
1: Oh man. So I've really been intentional about not scripting anything, but, but at the same time, I, I never did research. I I just always wanted to come across and I completely relied on me trying to be uh, pretty nonchalant dude to to really steer the conversation in a way that was just kind of easygoing. However, like we kind of just talked about with uh, you know your research on Steve and and you know me talking about Andy or this or that, like that stuff matters because that's where you're going to find the gold. So I would have not approached it so loosely. I still would have kind of the same demeanor, but I absolutely would have done some more digging and put some more time into it. That's number one. Number two is I absolutely would have started asking people for reviews. And I I know that sounds trivial, right? That's not about vanity. That is one of the single biggest things that transcended the podcast for me, you know, kind of towards the end of last year when I just started being like, you know what, like, I know these people always comment. I know these people listen. I know my guests had a good time. I'm reaching out to them for uh, them to write a review or to rate it. And little by little, I started seeing you know, downloads go up, rankings go up. And that's really important, man. And you know why I didn't ask in the beginning because I thought it sounded ridiculous. But if you don't ask, you don't get. So that would be the second thing. And the third thing was you don't need to go for an hour if you don't have an hour of stuff to talk about, right? Like you can jam pack things into 20 minutes if that's all you got. The time you have is the time you need so, just use that and don't try and get crazy and fancy with it.
0: Yeah. Like sometimes, like I, I'm a big jo- a Jocko guy.
1: Yeah. But, you know,
0: when, or, or Tim Ferriss and, you know, and they're going like three and a half hours. I'm like, uh, I can't think of that much stuff. And I think my pre workout will end, we'll finish about an hour and a half in. So.
1: Yeah. 100%. But, you know,
0: talk, you know, cause I just realized that, you know, I, I asked the people, you know, please leave a review, you know, cause everything I do, I don't, charge a penny i don't make a dollar on the merchandise and the hats anything and everything i make goes back to help veterans that are struggling with suicide so you know just asking them to leave a review because a lot of times if you don't ask they don't know to leave
1: a review exactly exactly i mean you know it's look that's another way to know that's another way to know if if you did a good job, especially if you're asking a guest because I think actually having guest reviews is really important because that's a signal to other potential guests that it's going to be a good time for them and a value add for them. But that's just an intangible that I think about. But yeah, man, like I said, if you don't ask, you don't get. And, that, and that's really important. Here's the other thing I forgot to say. Solo episodes. I don't know what it is, Richard, but I started just being like, I'm just going to do some solo episodes. Like I have stuff to say. I literally have notes and notes and notes and notes about my journey, my entrepreneurial journey and my wins and my losses in my phone. I'm like, I'm going to start making solo episodes, five minutes, 10 minutes, maybe 15 max. And those do better than some of the, like the ones what I have with like great guests. And I'm like, why? And I'm like, because people want to know what they can avoid, right? People are trying to avoid pain. Yes. And, you know what I mean, So it's like if I can give them a glimpse into some of this and help them make a decision to number one either not be an entrepreneur or number two to you know make sure they trademark this or whatever you know whatever it is that I'm sharing that week, it's actually really valuable, and I completely underestimated myself, thinking like no one wants to hear what I have to say, just me it's it's actually the opposite.
0: Well, I never thought about that. Maybe that's something I'll have to work on, yeah, man. It's something I think no matter. You know, like I ha- I'm, I'm like 260 episodes in and I'm just scratching the surface. I'm still learning. You know, like I never had somebody do a professional intro and outro and I didn't realize how important that stuff actually is in today's, you know, because there's, there's what, 2 million podcasts out there.
1: Yeah. It's insane. It's, it's grown. Oh, it, it's been insane. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: So my, my let la- you know, one of my last questions is I got two questions actually. Yeah. Um. How do you go about? Now, this is not for me because, well, it can't help me too. But you know, I'm a big LinkedIn guy, and and I always search for opportunities to promote others. You know, if they got a new book, a new clothing line, I'm always searching to help promote others. But how do you find guests for your show? And after you had the the um, guests on your show, there's like you know, it's like when I had Steve on the show. He's on like eight podcasts a day. (laughs) You know, wow, And and he rarely shares them. But he shared one of mine, I guess, because he felt something deep and personal. So, how do you find your guests, and then how do you get them to share their episode?
1: That's tough. The second one, but the first one is this. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry, man. Um, the first is the people that I interview. Like, I listen, I listen to their podcast. Like, I'll like even if look, I'm not going to commit to listening to like every podcast of every guest that I have or anything like that, like some sink in better than others and whatever. But sometimes I'll just listen to an episode. I'll be like, holy, that's an amazing guest. I want them on my show as well. And some of these people are like some of these people are really the podcast may be well known, but sometimes the guest isn't. So that just gives me a little bit of leverage because the guest now has had a good podcast experience before And then I, you know, I was like, hey, I heard you on Patrick Bet David's podcast. I'd love to have you on. Here's a little bit about my podcast, you know, whatever it may be. So that's how I find guests. Um, I'm not good uh, to be completely honest. And and I think this is really important. I'm really not good at at receiving requests for people to be on the podcast. I really like that decision to be mine. It's kind of like personal to me, right? Like I get sometimes pitched a lot and I'm like, no, no, like, I want to go find out. I want to find the people. And the reason is I seek out, you know, extending the inspiration, right? So if I hear something that really resonates, like it's almost automatic to me. Like I have to reach out to that person. Somehow, some way I'm going to reach out to that person. Maybe it'll be a podcast. Maybe it'll just be a DM and maybe whatever, maybe nothing will come of it. But I want to extend that because I was inspired and that means enough to me to be like, let's talk for 30 to 40 minutes. So I I listen to other podcasts uh, to get uh, ideas for guests. And then also obviously like LinkedIn and stuff like that. I don't think Instagram, but LinkedIn, sometimes I'll see something or someone that says something profound and I'm like, I got to talk to them. So that's what I do for that. Uh, And as far as getting getting the guests to share it, dude... The bigger the guests, the less likely they're going to share. So good for you, but um, I rarely have had some of the bigger guests share because they're on so many podcasts; it would be completely overwhelming. But that's the benefit of having someone who's kind of on the come up, who's up and coming, or whatever you want to call it. They they love it, especially if they had a good experience. Then they're gonna they're not only gonna share it, but they're gonna be like, "I had such a good time being interviewed by Rich," and that that's like the kind of thing that gets you that. Who knows you, right? So, so that's like the key, but that's always a little bit challenging. And I always notice this. This is a fact.
0: Now, I've been following you probably since 2008 or 2009. And one of my favorite podcast episodes was yours with John Lee Dumas. (laughs) I think somewhere around 2019, some. And that's when I started following you. So, was that when you were just getting into your journey?
1: yes that's crazy i can't even believe you said that yeah that was the very beginning i didn't know anything but it's you know
0: and like i said and i've been following you ever since then (laughs) and and i think you know it it all goes back to building you know those relationships but now uh, i know you i want you to get better and i want you to go and have a cup of tea and try to relax and feel better but uh, last two questions i i ask um How do we find you? How do we get in touch with you? How do we support whatever you're doing?
1: So, uh, look like the, 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 I I don't have a big ask at all. Um, it's if you, if you have questions and I can help you find me on LinkedIn, it's Rich Cardona. Okay. Uh, that's it. Rich Cardona, uh, check out my stuff. If you like it, then, then good. I'm, I'm really glad. I, I think I could certainly add value if you're an entrepreneur, if you're a veteran, whatever it may be. The other thing is the leadership locker. That's the name of my podcast. Um, I, I, my heart and soul is into that thing and it doesn't make me a dime, but my heart and soul is into that. And it's for business owners, it's for veterans, it's for anyone transitioning in life in general. I really, really try and do my absolute best to ask a lot of the questions that are not your standard of questions so that we can get the answers that we need to avoid some of the obstacles that are, you know, are inevitably going to come our way. And, and, and I love to do it. I will, I will continue to do it as long as I possibly can. So, um, that's where you could find me.
0: But now if somebody wants to take their business to the next level, yeah. you also have a business that can help somebody go to the next level. Mm-hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit about that and how they can get involved with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, so, so we focus very specifically on branding and, and content creation. And if you want to take your business to the next level and you've not experimented with personal branding or content creation for marketing or anything like that, you know, there's There's gonna be a point where, you know, you're gonna think sales, 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 but it's actually marketing. Like marketing is what's gonna get you the sales. There have to be eyeballs on you. Okay. So how are you gonna do that? You're gonna do that through video content. And if you don't do it through video content, then you could contact us for podcasting and then you could, you know, ride the podcast wave because it's really strong right now. But people need to hear you, people need to see you if you want your business to get to the next level, you can't live in the bubble of just kind of survival mode and just trying to make sure that you could keep the lights on. You got to take it further. All right. So provide value added content and content creation. And that's what we specialize in. And you could uh, inquire at info at rich or just visit us at rich I
0: love it. Now, last question I asked everybody, because I asked, you know, 1000 people, I get a thousand different answers. You know, we live in a crazy world. You know, we have, we're in COVID. We have grandparents homeschooling kids, parents sometimes just driving Uber just to try to get food in their kids' mouths. If I ask the average person to do something in seven days, they're pretty much never going to get to it. But if I ask somebody to take an actionable step in the next 24 hours, they're more likely to do it. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is struggling in their business, what is something they can do in the next 24 hours to start to right the ship?
1: I don't think I've ever been asked that question. Uh, The first thing that comes to mind for me, I know this is going to sound ridiculous because we already kind of talked about it, is have more conversations. Get the vibe right, okay? So if you are struggling, then you probably have kind of, you know, the simmering negativity inside you, right? You're thinking all these thoughts and they're compounding. You're thinking more and more of how things aren't going right. Don't sit around reach out to people and have more conversations. Have conversations with people who are doing some great things. And don't call them to bicker. Call them and be like, you know, I just wanted to say like, you've had a really big effect on me. You've had a profound effect on me. Like some of the things you talk about are lessons that I've learned and and, then applied and I really, really appreciate it. Or go to someone who you know you can help. And this sounds like a life hack. But look, There's someone that's probably having a worse day than you. And the thing that's going to make you snap out of that pretty freaking quickly is going to be helping someone else. And that by it's, and I think Tim Ferriss talked about this. He did that. Like he snaps out of it by helping other people and he immediately gets back. And you could do a ton of that within a 24 hour period.
0: I love that. Uh, Thank you so much, Rich, for hanging out. Um, and I, I thank you for, for serving this great country for 17 years. Thank you for being a Marine. And if you, like I said, if you like barbecue sauce, if you like hot sauce, check out simmer (laughs) five.
1: Yeah, I will, man.
0: I absolutely will. I'm so grateful that you spend time with me and, um, I really appreciate your brother. And I, I hope our, our relationship can just build from this point on.
1: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on I had a really, really good time. And, uh, thank you for your service as well.
0: All right, brother. God bless you, and I hope you feel better.
1: All right. Take care. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.